Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman, Novacare Complex, Friday before the Eagles traveled to Los Angeles to face the Rams. But uh, I don't think many people care about that game right now, Zach. I know they're still alive for the playoffs. But Carson Wentz, as we now know, has a fractured vertebra or vertebrae. I don't know. Our paper says vertebra. <laughs> Other people say vertebrae. He's got a fractured bone in his back. And stress fracture. Stress fracture is what Doug Peterson talked, uh, called it today. It's the first time Doug has spoken since the reports of that injury. We're not sure if we're going to get Carson Wentz to update us on, or give us any information uh, about this injury. But Doug didn't really help us out much in terms of the timeline of the injury. He really stayed away from, from those questions. Um, I guess I get it because it's a sensitive topic because – you don't know exactly when it happened. You don't want to kind of throw your medical team under the bus. That being said, I think if he had come out and said, which I think many people probably understand, that it's probably hard to pick up this, this stress fracture on it with a, like a typical CT scan. I've heard this from other, mm-hmm. other uh, doctors, one in, in particular. And if he just came out and said that, and then over the period, you know, they finally realized that, okay, maybe we need to do more on this, and that's when we, we discovered it. I think people would be okay with that. But would they? You see, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, I'm I mean, I still, I still feel like the medical staff needs to be put under the microscope in the way that this has been handled. That being said, I, I'm just all about transparency. And I agree with you there. And I just don't feel like uh, you're doing Carson any favors by, by the, the way he's handling this so far. You're certainly not doing yourself any favors because, again, it just there's so, ambi- so much ambiguity out there that people are kind of free to – speculate in all kinds of different directions. And obviously we're not going to try and do that, but certainly the fan base is going to do well, that. Well, and that's why we ask the questions. Like we're not asking the questions to like pin Doug Peterson against the wall. We're asking it because we want to report accurate information. So when Doug Peterson says, you know, it evolved, a very plausible answer is, is what you just said, that they tried finding it. They couldn't detect it early on. And it's gotten worse. Uh, what I'm real curious about is the timeline. When did he first find out about it? Uh, how were they monitoring it along the way? And why did it reach a point where all of a sudden he's out for up to three months? Well, this is what we know. So the first time he popped up on the injury report with a back injury was October 19th. Before Wednesday, the Panthers game. Before the Panthers game on a Wednesday. And he was limited. Mm-hmm. And the team spokesman came to us and said, no, we just, you know, we just had to put something down there. He's, he's fine, you know, which should have been a red flag um, to begin with. Same thing happened the following week before the Jaguars game. I don't recall if he was asked specifically about it. I, I couldn't find it anywhere in, in the interviews. Um, but Carson continued to play, continued to play well for the most part. But if you step back and look at the way he's performed, uh, specifically as a runner, it seems like something changed. I mean, he rushed in the first four games before he popped up the injury report 12 times for 58 yards, which isn't great, but certainly in line with, with numbers we've seen before from Carson Wentz. In the seven games after that, 22 times for only 35 yards. Now, Doug Peterson addressed that again, saying that teams are, are trying to bottle Carson up. Well, I don't know why they would want to bottle him up because he hasn't been any threat on the ground. You know what I'm saying? I just find that amusing that he would say that. He's averaging one yard a carry. So you believe those related to the injury? I, th- I think so. I think that he's been playing hurt and we have not seen – I mean, what do you think? Uh, has Carson looked like the Carson we saw pre-injury? Well, I mean, I don't even think we need to use our eyes here. We can use our reporting ability. Uh, 
Jordan Matthews, you had it in your story yeah. on the front of the Inquirer today. Jordan Matthews, who's one of Carson's closest friends, essentially indicated that that he's been playing with this. And he and he specifically mentioned going through your reads and reads and how you have to turn your body exactly. I mean, that's just one instance where having having an injured back can affect yeah. how you perform at that position. Zach Ertz, um, who's perhaps the closest friend of uh, of Wentz's on the team, said the other day Wentz wants to address us about the injury. That and the way Zach said it was suggesting that like. You know, this there's it's not as if there's nothing here. There's something here that Carson wants to address himself. He doesn't want us to speak for him. Right. Yeah. And that calls brings into question whether how the medical staff handled this injury, how the team handled it in terms of relaying the information to Carson and whether he's happy now with with those <laughs> with those answers that he's received. Sure. And, and I, I, I should also preface this by saying. Uh, you've done a lot of really good reporting and, and writing on the training staff, medical staff situation here, and the questions came up again today. And it's it's a tough spot for Doug Peterson. Like I feel in a certain res- respect for Peterson because he's not the one who should be answering those questions. They report the Howie Roseman. The medical staff and training staff does not report to Doug Peterson. They report to Howie Roseman. If they're not going to talk, it should be Howie Roseman addressing these questions. And it's not like Howie hasn't made exceptions to coming out midseason. Now, that's exactly. kind of been their uh, MO the last several years. Howie won't speak unless something happens. He's done it before after trades, Golden Tate, for instance. But he's also done it when a player like Josh Hush, Josh Huff was released. Mm-hmm. I think when your franchise quarterback has a significant injury and is possibly out for the season, and there are a lot of questions about what happened there, yeah, I think the fit, you know, the 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 president or the VP of football operations needs to step out in front and answer some of these questions. I just think too often, and, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I just think too often this organization has made Doug Peterson take bullets that he doesn't need to, or that he shouldn't. The white house was another example. Um, you know, that, uh, Doug Peterson, uh, is a good man who is up there answering questions that are beyond his purview too often. And sometimes they're beyond his ability to articulate, I mean, to be frank, I mean, he had a real tough time with the question when you kind of wanted a a little more nuance in terms of the evolution of the injury. Well, at what point does it evolve to 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 the point where you need to kind of uh, address it? Yeah. And and the reason I was real curious about that is Doug said on Monday, which was the one year anniversary of the torn ACL, that Carson is as healthy as he's ever been. That's that's how Doug termed it. So now coaches say things up there. But it didn't sound on Monday as if this was an organization that was really concerned about Carson Wentz's injured back. No. Or, I mean, or near, is that well, fair to say? Well, Doug said on Wednesday that it was unrelated to – actually, it was, the Dallas game. And then he said it wasn't game-related. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen in a game? Is that, is that what I should take from it? That it, it didn't happen in it's that something game. Something he's dealt with is yeah. what Doug also said. So they've known this for a while. Again – he would not answer whether there was any correlation between him popping up in the back on the injury report with the back issues yep. in October and the fracture that he has now. My guess would be that it was, but if that's the case, I mean, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I mean, did he have the fracture in October and they just missed it for two months? And that goes back to what you previously said about how stress fractures are hard to be detected sometimes. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm only going on, on what I've been hearing. But that's certainly plausible. And a stress fracture, by definition, happens with repeated stress. Right. Well, and, and here's the thing. I mean, if it was just one isolated incident, 
then maybe, okay, you could kind of just, all right, this happens. But as you mentioned to Doug, when you asked him specifically about all the, all the abnormal recoveries and the diagnoses of that the Eagles have had this season, yeah, it raises some alarms. Sure. Uh, Darren Sproles, mm-hmm. Sidney Jones, mm-hmm. Tim Jernigan, to some extent, now back now has now has a back Came injury. Came back one time, the injury again. Yeah. How about Jay Ajayi? How about yeah. Jay Ajayi? Playing. They're missing an ACL yep. tear. They put him outfitted him with a knee knee uh, brace, and he went out there and played with that. How about Jalen Mills, who they were hoping would come back and play, and then all of a sudden he comes up in a walking boot. And when you asked Doug on Monday. Why Jalen Mills was in a walking boot? He said tests and MR, you know, MRIs and X-rays. They thought it would be good to stabilize that foot. Wouldn't that have been happened once the injury occurred in the Jacksonville game, which was the end of October, right? Well, what about Carson at the beginning of the training, beginning training camp? Training camp. He, exactly. he practiced almost full the third day of training camp, and then after that, they just Three basically weeks. they basically just shut him down for the most part. He didn't do anything beyond mm-hmm. seven on sevens. What happened there? I look. I agree, and I, I I think that there there might be good plausible explanations for all of these, but this is why those questions must be asked. And frankly, there have not been adequate answers. Um, let's just talk real quickly just about Carson and his future, because Doug was asked specifically that question about now that he's had four significant injuries in four years. He had a broken wrist midway through his senior year at North Dakota State. Missed eight games, returned for the championship, and won it. Uh, rookie year with the Eagles, broken ribs in the first preseason of, uh, preseason game. Missed the next three, but was back for the start of the season and played all 16 games. I think he only missed briefly in the Giants game in December. And then last year, the ACL and the LCL tears in uh, game 14. Missed the last three games of that season and all of the postseason Missed the first two games of this season as he recovered from that injury, and then now has the the stress fracture in his back. Everyone's been talking about whether this offseason Eagles give him that contract extension that he's that he's available to receive. What do you do if you're the Eagles, knowing what we know? Well, I tried giving Carson Wentz an extension on the first day you can. I still I agree with that. And frankly, I think that it is in the Eagles' best interest and not Carson's best interest. Um, I think Carson's stock would be higher a year from now. I think that the price is only going to go up. Uh, I think the Eagles can – you hate using the term discount because I don't know if you'll ever get a franchise quarterback on a discount. But I think if the Eagles can sign – I am utterly convinced of Carson Wentz's ability and his makeup and all of that. I don't think that the injury – there is an injury history there. But I, I, I think you gave the example in the previous podcast. Was it, it was either the podcast or us talking about Ben Roethlisberger that some guys just get banged up here and there. If he was in a Sam Bradford situation where he tore that ACL two years in a row, I'd have a lot of hesitation. But these injuries have all kind of been separate from, from one another. So I would not feel any hesitation about making Carson Wentz my quarterback. In the future. Backs are tricky, but this sounds like it's an isolated yeah. incident. It's not like it's a disc it's a fracture, so something something happened. Um, Plus, like if you're, but you are concerned about backs. Yeah, at but, that position, especially. But you know what? It's so hard to find a quarterback. Um, you you have one, 
I would gamble right now. I, if I'm Carson, though, I take whatever they offer. I mean, I don't take whatever they offer, but if they're offering something within the range of what he, you know, thirty million a year, which is look again, when it comes down to it, they're yeah. going to pay him. They're going to pay him a going rate. huge contract, but the it's, going rate going to be it's going to be pennies, you know, between what you know, let's say the bottom of what the Eagles could get in terms of leverage versus what they what Carson could get. If I'm Carson, I sign it. Right, it won't be. Pen- it will literally be. Many many dollars. It won't be pennies. Well, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be. But it's not going to be relative. Yeah, it's not going to be significant to what he may get the following offseason. Now, the, oh no, I disagree with you there. Uh, I don't know because I, I I just think there's there's a blueprint for what franchise quarterbacks get. Yeah, but it keeps there's going a little up. more. Well, it keeps going up. He'll Based get more. On the cap. He'll get more. Yeah. That's that's true. Honestly, even in this offseason, if Jared Goff gets the contract before Carson, Carson will yeah. get more because he'll be the second guy. Exactly. Now now it's a little tricky there because they share an agent, mm-hmm. and I don't recall that that ever. Um, happening, where uh, you have uh, top first round draft picks that have that share an agent at that, that yeah, position. number one, number two, yeah. yeah, especially the number one and two guys. Yeah. And if you ask me, I'd say Carson. I I think Carson's better than Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff's a little more of a system quarterback. I think he's a really good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think Carson has has a higher ceiling. But Goff probably could earn more just based upon the way he's yeah, played this season, sure. the way the Rams have played this season. I don't know if that matters to Car- Carson whether he gets paid the most or not. Uh, my guess would be no, you know, as long as he's in that range. But it does kind of add a little different, uh, you know, uh, an L- adds a different uh, flavor to sure. negotiations this offseason. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, now, the thing is, and I, I spoke to Joe Banner about this for a story I did going into last year. I spoke about the window that the Eagles have with, uh, you know, with a quarterback on a rookie contract, similar to what the Chiefs have right now with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and what, what, what Banner essentially said there was that it would benefit the Eagles to do it as soon as possible. It would benefit the player to wait as long as possible. And, and if you follow Joe Banner on Twitter, he often talks about a player hitting free agency and the value that presents, which is ironic because Joe's MO was always yeah. signed in Well, quickly. he understands. Yeah. So, so I think that the Eagles, um, and Howie Roseman, um, who, who and, and Jake Rosenberg, are, are very good at managing the cap. I think they'll want to get a contract as soon as possible so they know what they have going into these next five years. That would be my guess, although, and I, t- I talked to Joe for the story that I was doing just recently, and he said that he still would consider the possibility of going to Carson this offseason and saying, hey, this is our, this is our, this is our last chance sure. to make a run with you on a rookie contract. We're going to pay you. We're going to pay you next offseason. Just mm-hmm. you know, stay tight. And we're going to, this will allow us to kind of make a couple more moves this offseason that maybe we wouldn't be able to make considering your contract situation. That being said, I don't think they're going to go in that direction because you can structure the contract so it doesn't kill you yeah, in so the first back. year. Exactly. You know, you're going to front load it with a bonus. But if so, you're a player, so if you're Carson or, or any player, um, when you hear that, would you be concerned that maybe they're not convinced? Maybe they want to see me stay healthy one more year? Like like maybe they're saying that maybe that's the reason they're saying it, but in the back of their minds, they're saying, well, if he gets hurt this year, you know, because there's there, there's there's no guarantee. Well, Doug Peterson voiced I mean, he was asked that question and he said that maybe some of you guys look at that as a red flag. I'm not sure if Doug should have voiced that, Zach, <laughs> because he the term did red flag, the mean? red flag, <laughs> but he threw it out there, and. Look, I mean, I think he's being honest, which is fine. I, I, hey, I'm all for honesty because it's something the team has to has to look into, and it's mm-hmm. certainly something that they're going to use at the negotiating table. I imagine. 
So what do you think? I mean, do you think that – we talked about this last time. You brought up the term injury prone. You didn't say that he was, but you said it was fair to question that, and I agree with you because you have four significant injuries at this point. Do you – I mean, would you even for a second consider maybe, you know, holding off for a year to see what he can do in terms of whether he gets hurt again? No, I, I wouldn't because you've invested in him already. I think what we've seen um, on the field – being around him, he has everything you're looking for there. I would gamble. I would, you know, and it's a very educated gamble. Like, because what's your alternative? Your alternative is going and trying to find an, another quarterback. I don't think you're going to find a situation better than having Carson Wentz. Let's um, let's bring another uh, perspective into this too. Uh, look, we we've kind of seem to be assigning. I, I hate to say blame because there, look, things happen in football. It's, it's a violent sport. Injuries are bound to happen, and, and we don't really know any of the real particulars about how the Eagles have handled this. But Carson, we know his mindset. That's one thing we've kind of figured out over these last three years, Zach. And he's a quote-unquote gamer. He was back playing after tearing two ligaments in his knee mm-hmm. in just a little over nine months. Did he push him to rush that return? And was he kind of not – maybe he wasn't telling the team enough about the injury, about the back injury. Because he doesn't want to kind of talk about injuries. I mean, he's always been that type of guy. So certainly, he, I'm, I'm yeah, sure he factors into this as well. Look, that's certainly plausible. And it's interesting, as you said it, I was thinking when Eagles drafted him, you know, when they first met with him down at the Senior Bowl, Howie Roseman told Jeffrey Lurie, the guy he reminds him of is Brent Selleck. And Brent Selleck was, was famous around here for, like, playing just through any injury. You did a big story on him when he retired. Uh, and I can see Carson being the same way. Like, oh, my back hurts? Don't worry, I'm playing, you know? Um, he was – Carson was hell-bent on playing week one uh, this this season. They had to keep him off until week three, and we documented this well during the off season when he had a press conference before uh, OTA practice to make clear that he was going to be out there practicing, doing more than any of us thought he was going to do. Um, so we've used the term you need to protect Carson from himself. Uh, I, I think that's accurate sometimes. And we've, we saw in the Colts game, almost like he had something to prove in that game too. We saw him kind of like spinning sure. out of – we saw the old Carson. It was a little too much. It's one of the things I've worried about with him in terms of being too – What was the word uh, Frank Reich used with you? Stubborn in a good way? Yeah. Yeah, stubborn in a good way? I think it was – yeah, he used the stubborn word. Yeah, in a good way, right? Yeah, but I think sometimes it, it can be in a bad way. Sure. Um, I mean, that's Carson is type A. Oh, yeah. He's as type A as you get. He's type A plus. Yes. That's, that's my new term for, for Carson. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, and Nick's not. <laughs> Nick Foles is not. Not so. really. Um, yeah. I don't know. If, do we need to talk about Nick Foles? And, and I, I guess we should talk, talk about it a little bit in the game. I mean, but I was just comparing those two. Yeah. No, no, person. Yeah. But I do feel like we should talk about Nick. I mean, look, they are, they are still in this chase for the wild card. Honestly, you know, if, if the Rams weren't on the schedule next, let's say it was, I don't know, the 49ers, they're going out to, to the West Coast to play 49ers. I think, yeah. you know, maybe you, you think they had a realistic shot I of pulling this off. I just think it's going to be so difficult to go in there and play where the Rams have not have yet to lose. They average like 36 points a game at, at the Coliseum. They're coming off a loss. They have so much talent, a lot to prove, a lot, a lot to still play for in terms of getting that number one seed. It's going to be tough to go in there and win, especially when Nick's the type of quarterback we've talked about this many times. He's a rhythm quarterback. He's a self-described rhythm quarterback. Yes. And we've seen historically that he needs like 
two or three starts before he really gets into a flow. Well, I think one of the issues last year was I think they were trying to run the Carson offense with Nick. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, this year, I think they know the template for Foles. A lot of RPOs. A lot of RPOs, a lot of quick throws. Uh, we talked about this when Carson was coming back, how, how Carson likes to kind of scan. the You know, he holds the ball longer. Nick's different. Yeah, I think Nick quick reads really benefit him. So I think that's what you're going to see. But this is – you hit it on the head. It's a tough matchup. I I was trying to find anything that, like, you could say, well, this is where the Eagles can take advantage of them. And I can't. I mean, the – Rams are worst in the league in on yards per carry allowed, so maybe the Eagles can run on them. But I don't know. I, I just think I just don't, yeah. I, I don't agree. think this is close. I don't think this is close. I don't think Balance wins this game. You got to score up points and you got to score them pretty fast to keep pace with the Rams. Maybe maybe you can maybe you can hold the ball for a long time, win time possession, and keep the Rams. But I don't think that's going to be enough. They can strike fast. It doesn't really. Yeah. There's the tempo offense that they have. They do all kinds of different speeds. So if they want to go fast, they can do that as well. And where's their weakness offensively? Like you have Todd Gurley in the backfield. You have Brandon Cooks catching passes. You have Jared Goff throwing. They lost. The they lost the slot. They lost, they Cooper, lost Cup. Cooper Cup in the slot. But, but Josh Reynolds has been playing well since in. he got in there. The O line's not, you know, not great. Yeah. Andrew, I, Andrew Whitworth, I think, has showed his age a little bit this year. I, love I mean, the, the the Bears did outstanding against them last, last week. But the Eagles don't have the Bears defense, and they don't, and they won't have Chicago weather either. That too. So I, I look at it. It's like I've picked the Eagles a lot this year, and my rationale has kind of been they're the more better. than I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my 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 rationale is that they've been the better team. I thought going into a lot of these games, um, in terms of talent, especially on the line of scrimmage, I don't think the Eagles have that advantage this week. I think the Rams are a better team. They're playing better. They were at home. Like, there, there's not anything that points to an Eagles advantage this week. But, and a couple weeks ago I said, what's the best story that we can have? <laughs> Carson gets hurt. Nick comes in, leads him to the playoffs again, and maybe even does well in the postseason. And you, you wonder <laughs> what the Eagles are doing this yeah, offseason. That would be a rich storyline. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. That would be unbelievable if Nick could, Nick could pull it off again. Or even if Nick pulls off an upset someday. Like, yeah. I think they're going to hang with him for a little while. Okay, I, I, th- I think backs up against the wall. They have shown fight. That's the one thing that they have. They have shown. Um, okay, you could say maybe down in New Orleans they didn't. I think that was just a better team. Well, I agree they have shown fight, but I also and you've seen this because you've covered this team longer than I have. I think you reach a point in every season where you're just like, we don't have it. And you we know? want it to be over. I mean, they have systemic problems. That they yeah. So I I think that and, and injuries. They say they're not like that, and in their Defense, and to their credit, I haven't seen any evidence of it. But I think when you look around, and the the Carson injury might be kind of the the tipping point. Yeah, where you say this just isn't our year. I could be wrong. Maybe they come out like you've never seen them before. You're just so motivated, using the underdog that nobody believes in us. Thing. I just don't think they have it this year. But, and I think almost. You could say too. I mean, like when you look back on it, let's say they do kind of fold down the stretch. Here, you say because they gave it their all in Dallas to win that game. Exactly, they That's really my did. Point. I mean, defensively, you know, they didn't have it because we saw what happened with the injuries and and ninety nine plays at that point. Yeah, they, they should have won though. They should have won, and they they really kind of. Bat- I really, I, I did. I was impressed. They really showed a lot of fight. No, and, but I, and Malcolm Jenkins, who had questioned the team's effort yeah. in New Orleans, said, "Hey, if we play that way every week, you know." 
we're going to get more wins than, than not. And, and, and look, that was kind of a leadership thing type to say, but I agree with him too. I feel like they got the players played, the players care. Oh, absolutely. But I just but wonder I, after giving that much exactly. kind of effort and then they just be like, because oh, this was the season. They knew this was the season. That's my point. They knew going to Dallas, they knew what the stakes were. And, you know, I talking to the locker room this week and Brandon Graham said, it's all about the sixth seed now and they still have a shot and they're going after it. You can't talk yourself into that, but those guys knew going into Dallas what the stakes were in that game. Well, we'll see what happens in uh, Los Angeles. We're both flying out tonight. Uh, we will have the next Birds, uh, Bird's Eye View podcast after the – no, no, we probably won't be able to do it after the game, Zach. I'm, I'm, you and I are both catching the red eye. But we'll have it Monday, we'll have Monday. and we'll see what happens uh, with this Carson Wentz story. Certainly it's one that's ongoing. So that's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is the Bird's Eye View podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.